Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Well, good morning. I absolutely love our creative team who puts together um, videos like that for us. Can we give them a hand for those guys who just do an amazing job? Well, I have been, Audrey and I have been gone for two weeks. Uh, We took a week vacation and then we spent a week um, at our international convention and this particular year um, was a difficult place to go to and um, and we had a little opportunity to experience uh, Hawaii in between in and out of our meetings Um, but I want to let you know that we are a Foursquare church we're part of the Foursquare family we have 58,000 churches um, internationally and uh, God is just doing uh, such an incredible thing um, in our world through our Foursquare family. Uh, God has just given us a real opportunity to partner with our Foursquare church in Kazakhstan. Uh, We're going to be putting a training center there that's going to reach all the Middle East and the Muslim community. God is just doing some incredible, incredible things. And and we, as a Foursquare church, get to be a part of that. We got to see Pastor Hassan, uh, who is the Foursquare leader in Turkey, who I went and spent some time with. Uh, earlier this year, and, and he gives his greeting and his gratitude. We took an offering to help um, the refugees in that country, and he just wanted me to uh, share uh, with you guys his gratitude for our support to that work in Turkey. Um, before I kind of get into um, anything further on this new series, I, I do am mindful that we have some some girls who are back from um, college and who've been on mission. And uh, we, you saw Tara, who is already up here. She is at Ignite School, and she just went to Kenya. And we have uh, Julia and Juliet. And so you two girls stand up, and we have, sorry, Miss Speedwack over there, uh, Alicia from YWAM. So here, Juliet and Alicia were at two different YWAM uh, schools this past year, and God is doing something significant in in their lives, and we have Julia Stewart, who's been at Ignite as well, and she just came back from a missions trip from Kenya as well, and so God is doing some great things, and as a church, we've helped support uh, these girls as well, and so I just want to let you know, give you a face to some of the people that are, that are living their life for Jesus like we all are, but to see young people who are saying, yes, I want to do these things to pursue Jesus. So can you just give them a hand? Welcome them back home. Thank you so much, girls. And then lastly, who is graduating this year? Who is graduating from high school or college this year? Just raise your hand if you are. Oh, yes, sorry, you are Mr. Younghome back there, but you are on video, so you can't uh, do anything here. But anybody else in the room? All right, well, we just, uh, we give you a hand, Mr. Younghome, Eric Younghome, he's going to go to Houghton College next year, so great uh, to see you guys growing up. Uh, We're a family. Did you realize that we're a family? We are a family, and uh, it is exciting. Something about family, though, when you are away for a little while, you realize how much your family means to you. So not only my immediate family, uh, Ethan, Abby, and Elliot, my kids, uh, but our church family, Audra and I were away, and we, as we were praying for you uh, while we're away, it just, but our hearts long to be back with you. And so it is exciting to be back with you and uh, get to share um, what God has for us. 
So we're going to be starting this new series called Favor, and, and I wanted to set this up in this way. Uh, our series that we, um, that we speak to you are very intentional. One, we pray about, God, what do you have for us? What season is our church in, and, and what do you want us to continue to encourage our, our church family with? And the reason Favor is, I believe that for our family, our church family, that I wonder if we've set the bar a little too low of expectation of what God can do for us. And I, and I know that even in my own life, I can do this. We just get busy with life. And, and then we realize that, wait a second, we just look like everybody else that doesn't go to church. <laughs> and, and, and I realize that God, if you read through the word of God, you realize that God actually wants us to look different than the world. Do you agree? And the difference is not, hey, there's some righteous and unrighteous, but the difference is seeing God's blessing in your life. How many people want to say, I want to receive God's blessing in my life? We all do. And our lives should look differently. And the favor of God should be resting upon us. And so this is why we're going to go through this series in, in, uh, in speaking about the favor. So... So before I get to there, though, I wanted to share with you a little story. Um, so we were traveling, and, and some of our flights were long flights. And so we got off this one airplane, and Otter was taking the escalator up, and I was like, I'm going to show her. I'm going to run up the stairs. If you've been into any airports, typically you'll have a long set of stairs and uh, uh, an escalator behind that. So I have a bag strapped around my shoulder, and it's like, okay, bye, Audra. Take your escalator. Stand there and not get any exercise. And... Uh, there was no judgment on the exercise part uh, anyways, but I was like, I'm going to show her. So I strap it up, and you know, I'm going to go like up two stairs at a time, skip a stair, you know, be macho Mark, and away I go, and halfway up the stairs, my foot catches one of the stairs, and I go flat <laughs> down on those stairs. My, meanwhile, there's a bunch of people behind me, and, and I finally, you know how you, when you mess up, you like quickly, did anybody see this, and you get back up on your feet and keep going? But I get to the top of the stairs, and this woman puts her hand on me. She goes, sir, are you all right? <laughs> and I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine. And meanwhile, I look back, and there's Otter just laughing at me as she goes, <laughs> serves me right. Well, so we are going to be speaking about pride a little bit today and um, how I need to continue to work a lot of that in my life. How many people need to work on their pride? Yeah, we all do. So that is exactly what we're going to be talking about in this series called Favor, because today we're going to be talking about the three keys to invoke on God's favor. So if you're taking notes this morning, I encourage you to take notes. And if you have your Bibles, would you take your Bible uh, and open it up to Isaiah 66. Isaiah 66. One and two. I'm going to actually read it off the screen today because it's under the NIV, and I like the NIV version on this particular one. It says this, Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house you will build for me? Where will my resting place be? Has not my hand made all things, and so they came into being, declares the Lord. These are the ones I look on with favor. Can everybody say the word favor? These are the ones I look on with favor. Those who are humble and contrite in spirit and who tremble at my word. Father, we just pray this morning that you would just speak to our 
hearts, that we would keep our hearts open, that we would be able to hear the words that you would have for us from your scripture, that this is your breath spoken to us. These are your words to us, and that we would receive them and put them into action. In Jesus' name, amen. The three keys to invoking God's favor. Let me just give you a definition of favor first. Favor is an attitude or approval or a liking. It's an act of kindness beyond what is due or usual. Favor. Unusual kindness. Have you noticed people in your life that you would say, man, why is it that they seem to have favor in their life? Maybe they're not a lot of people, but I know in my life, I've just looked at them as like, man, there's something different about that family, or there's something different about that person. And it's not that they don't have struggles. What I'm, I'm not talking about favor is a struggleless life. What I'm saying is favor is evidence of God's special work in their life. That God has doing something special in that person's life, and it seems like God's hand is upon them. And when we say it seems like, it probably is right. His hand is on them. Real practical, though, favor is, is really this, it's a practical thing that you can get, see it lived out in your own personal life. If you've got a family, you realize that, that if you have kids, there are certain things that your kids can be doing that would invoke favor for me as a father or as a mother on our kids. Now, each of my kids has chores at home. My oldest son, Ethan, he's, he's responsible for mowing the lawn and, and doing the uh, chickens. My daughter is responsible for washing the dishes. And my youngest son, when we were having a wood stove, his job was to fill up the, the, the logs in the, for the wood stove, and, and he empties the recycle bin. So those are the responsibilities. Those are the chores that my family has. Now, if I'm always having to nag them to say, hey, would you do it? Would you do this? Hey, did you not do it? And yet they would either resist my nagging or they would just resist, not do it. I would have a hard time building this relationship where I want to give them above and beyond. But if I just, they're just doing their jobs and they're, hey, dad, welcome home. Hey, dad, is there anything that you need me to do for you? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm, that's a dream of mine. Um, it does happen sometimes. Actually, my littlest guy, Elliot, he, he knows my love language is acts of service. It's his too, so he knows how to give it to me. He, he loves to go get me a cup of coffee and says, Dad, here's a cup of coffee. But he also does this at the dinner table. Dad, can you get me a glass of water, please? Because he knows, and I'll do it for him because it's his, his love language. But when you begin to realize that your kids who just want to just, just to serve in a way and, and do their chores without complaining... It, it brings this attitude for me as their dad to say, man, I just want to give them great things. I just want to do things for them. And for us as children of God, that's the same posture that we need to take with our Father in heaven. See, we are a family. We're called the family of God, those who have already given their life to Jesus. And I'm mindful there might be some here today that have not given their life to Jesus yet. And that's, that's okay. I'm glad you're here, and I'm going to give you an opportunity to receive Christ at the end of service. But, but as those who have given their life to Jesus, you're part of this family. 
And God wants to give us good gifts and he wants to have favor on us. But there are three things that we have learned from this scripture that would begin to invoke God's favor on our life. And it's the way that we begin to posture ourselves before God. So it is so important that we start with this message because it starts with the heart. Everything that we do always goes back to the heart. Always goes back to the heart. So if you just have your, your scripture open again, I want to bring out these few points. I also want you to be uh, aware that, that God does not show favoritism but he does want to ha- give you f- have favor in your life. He doesn't show favoritism. As a child of God, he doesn't give, he doesn't love someone, doesn't love others. His love is the same, but it's how we respond to God is whether or not we receive his favor. So understand that. There's no favoritism. All right, so here we go. Number one, the three keys to receiving God's favor are number one. We find it in the, in the scripture here. Humble. Those who are humble. Those who are humble. I will look favorably on this kind of person, is a scripture, one who is humble. One who is humble. So here we go. One who is humble. Humility is a posture of preference. Humility is a posture of preference. Preferring others. Some people would say, okay, humility, I've just got to, oh, woe is me. I just got to be all humble. No, it's an attitude. Remember, these are going back to the heart. It's an attitude of preference. Being aware of other people and other people's needs. And this is why we need to continue to die to ourselves because the opposite of humility is pride. You know, So we've got to continue to say, less of me, more of you, God, and let my eyes be aware of people around me. Humility. Humility is a posture of preference, preferring others. Here's some examples of how this could be. Showing up on time to a meeting. How is that humility? Because you're realizing that you're preferring somebody's time, that somebody has scheduled a meeting and their time is valuable. And so you're going to show up. I I like to say this. If you're not five minutes early, you're late. It's a way of continuing to posture yourself of preferring others. Here's another example. How about not taking the best seat? There's a scripture actually about that. How about letting others go first? Being aware of the needs around you. There was a a woman who had three kids and she was traveling alone and she had a baby and a toddler and another little one and and she was carrying all of these suitcases and she had to put her suitcases through the the x-ray scanner. And here they're starting to come off the x-ray scanner and she's trying to wrangle all these kids and and do it. And meanwhile, the bags are all backing up on, on everybody else. And so I just go up there and start... I'm aware of the situation, and I start unloading her bags and putting her on the cart for her. Now, part of it was my pride of not wanting everybody to be waiting, but part of it was I'm trying to say, I want to prefer her. I want to be aware of my, circum- my, my surroundings and say, how do I serve her? How do I serve her? Think about this past week. What could have you have done differently to prefer somebody else? Opening a door for somebody. 
When you're getting your cup of coffee at work, do you think of somebody else who might need a cup of coffee at your work? Humility. Humility. There's a word in Hawaii that really, I love, I've never been to Hawaii, but, but the, the heart attitude of the people there are so gracious and so preferring. And, I, and it's, I wonder if it's because one of the key words they have is this word called mahalo. And it's, the word translated means respect, thankfulness, gratitude, praise, esteeming others higher. Esteeming others higher. How can you live your life this week to esteem others higher? How can you prefer somebody else? Key number one, favor will be upon your life when you can learn how to be humble. I think that's why the Bible says the first will be last and the last will be first. See, the kingdom of God ways are not always the world's ways. The world's ways is you get to the top first. You get the first place. You go after it. But really, the scripture is saying put others first. Prefer others. Okay, number one, humility. Number two is this. Submissive in spirit. Let me give you the definition of this. Submission is not the absence of power, but the voluntarily relinquishing of it. Let me say that again. Submissiveness is not, is not the absence of power, but the voluntarily relinquishing of it. I think that's what Jesus did when he went on the cross for us. He could have come off the cross. He had all the power to do it, but he submitted to the will of the Father to say, you know what? Even though I have the power to come off, I'm choosing not to. How do we live that out in our own life? The, a submissive spirit. Well, one is following what God is saying in his word and responding to it in obedience. Obedience. How obedient are we to God? How obedient are we also to others, our boss? I have to say, when, when Pastor Peter was uh, uh, pastoring here, and I was a campus pastor in Laconia, there were some decisions that Pastor Peter would make that I wouldn't always agree with. And I, I, I felt myself in my heart beginning to, to get a little squirmish. It's like, well, I wouldn't do it that way. And I, and I felt myself going sideways a little bit. But but the Lord really checked me and he says, hey, if you're not able to be submissive to Pastor Peter, to a leader that's in front of you that you know very well is right in front of you, this is what he's asking you to do, how in the world am I going to be submissive to the, the voice of God? And that really challenged me and I had to have a real heart check and I realized that, wait a second, I need to continue to posture my heart in a way that is a submissive spirit. I want to let you know this is really difficult for us as New Englanders. Because that idea of submitting as a New Englander, even the word <laughs> makes your skin crawl, doesn't it? Submit. Not me! No way! I want my rights! I'm going to stand strong for them. Live free or die, you got it. It's right there in our motto. And the reality is that's not what God has for us. 
You want God's favor, we need to learn to, to be submissive in spirit. To first, be humble. Second, be submissive in spirit. Laying down our own plans, following the plans of God that he has for you. Laying down your own rights and saying, I'm only going to follow you, Lord. Humility, submissive in spirit. And the last one is trembling at his word. Trembling at his word. Uh, this, this idea kind of reminds me of, of when the Bible would talk about um, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. There's a scripture that talks about the fear of the Lord. Now, it's not being, I'm afraid of you, God. It's a deep respect for. It's a deep honoring to. Trembling at his word is this idea that we, we understand that the word of God has so much power. It has so much weight. I, I want to encourage us. I, I know we don't talk a lot about it, but if you'll notice at our info hub, we've got journals and Bibles purposefully there might be a day that we put more resources up there, more books, but I have purposely removed all the clutter of all these books and really wanted to highlight our journals and our Bibles because this is where life is found. We want to have the favor of God in our life. Then we need to understand what his word says and we need to be obedient to it. By the way, um, the last time I checked, the 10... They weren't the Ten Suggestions. They were the Ten Commandments. And because we've stripped that out of our schools and even stripped that away from our, our public places, I would even say this next younger generation doesn't even probably know these Ten Commandments any longer. I would encourage you, if you're a mom or dad, or if you're a youngster who don't, doesn't know the Ten Commandments, go in the Bible this week and look at them, write them down, and post them somewhere and begin memorizing them. That's a great place to start. Because when we begin to understand what God has for us, and we can learn to posture our life in obedience, but it's going to take a submissive spirit, and it's going to take being humble, it's going to learn how to kill our own pride, that we're not going to put ourselves first, we're going to put others first, and we're going to put the Word of God over our own personal desires. Well, oh, but it feels so good to do this, but the word of God says this. What are you going to choose? Your feelings or being obedient to the word of God? Church, the reason I'm giving you these is because remember what the series is. It's a series on favor. If you want God's favor, you want this supernatural hand of God to come on your life to give you something that you never even thought dreamed possible. Starting with these three simple keys to receiving God's favor. The Bible tells us this. Put the scripture up there again if you wouldn't mind. That Look at that last line. These are the ones I look on, I meaning God looks on, with favor. Those who are humble and contrite in spirit. And who tremble at my word. 
are you doing with being in God's word on a regular basis? How are you doing with being humble? How are you doing with a contrite spirit or another way of saying that is a submissive in spirit? There are are some characters in the Bible that God has specifically said that he's had favor on them. Noah. You know Noah who built the ark? He was the most righteous man in the world, and it was, it was the favor on his life was that God saved him, and he spared them from the flood that came on the earth that wiped out all humanity except Noah and his family. Favor. Favor on Mary, the mother of Jesus, a humble woman who said, God, if this is what you have for me, I'll say yes. I mean, how could it be that that a woman would be able to receive the news that she would have birth to a child and she has never been with a man? And yet she would have this humility and this submissive spirit to respond to the word, to say, yes, God, if this is what you have for me, I'll say yes to you. Daniel, Daniel who didn't bow down to King Nebuchadnezzar, who was, a, who was a, a leader of leaders, but yet he chose to say, you know what, I'm going to honor the word of God. God's authority over man's authority. And by the way, the only time that we don't honor man's authority if it's contradictory to the word of God. Otherwise, we should be, if our bosses are asking us to do something, we need to do it. The only time that we do not need to respond to authority is if it's contrary to the word of God. But Daniel, who continued to not bow down to Nebuchadnezzar, who continued to be faithful to what God had for his life, who was humble enough to say, I'm not going to eat all the king's rich food. I'm going to choose to die to my own flesh. And make sure my pride doesn't rise up. Even though I'm a leader, I'm going to choose to be a servant of all. Church, God has incredible things for each one of us. And I want God's favor on your life. I want God's favor on your life. I want God's favor in my life. But it means we have to be humble. We have to be submissive in spirit. And we need to take God's word and devour it and apply it to our life. Today, if you'd say, hey, you know what? I've kind of not been in God's word on a regular basis. Would you go to the info hub and grab a journal today? And if you say, I don't have a Bible. Well, we have free Bibles for you at the info hub. You can grab those, be in God's word. And then the other thing this week is, as, as Phil has mentioned, by the way, speaking of which, Otter and I are, were gone for two weeks, and I have to say that we have an amazing team that cared for you guys while we were gone. Did you not agree? Do we not agree? We had, 
our staff, Richie, Kalen, and Phil, and Johnny Wallace, um, and all of our other team and other locations who just can care for you in such a way that is, it gives Audra and I this ability to, to be away for a little bit and just realize that they will continue to bring you to good places. But just like I would care for my own family, my own flesh and blood, I want to care for you and bring you to the best places possible where you can experience God's favor on your life. This week is God's going to give you an opportunity to put this in practice. Would you choose to die to your pride and be humble this week? Preferring others? Would you be submissive in spirit? Not rising up when somebody crosses your will, but all right, that's what's being asked of me, I'll do it. And then begin to continue to be in God's word. It's not just doing those things, then you want to be looking out for these things. You want to be looking out for God's favor in your life. It will start growing over time. So much so that people are going to start saying, hey, what's different in your life? How is it that I seem like you have such peace? How is it that you seem like you have this extra special spark in your life? It's because God's hand rests upon you. God's favor is upon you. Next week, we're going to be talking about God's favor as it deals with finances. How many people want God's favor in their own finances? Absolutely, we do. And the Bible's very clear on how to receive God's favor with our finances. This is not any get-rich-quick scheme. This is about aligning ourselves to the kingdom way of living. That's what we're trying to do, is come in alignment to, as children of God, to, to live in his kingdom way. The world's way will give us hopelessness, despair. It'll rob from us. The kingdom of God's way will bring life, freedom, joy, abundance. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we just thank you so much for our church family. I thank you for loving us and for placing us into a home like this, like Grace Capital Church, where we love each other, when we're in community with one another in our life groups, when we're digging into God's word together, when we're exploring what it is to be followers of you, Jesus. Lord, I'm mindful that there might be some here today that have not yet given their life to you. And I want to give them that opportunity right now. If you're here this morning and, and you'd say, you know what, I've either walked away from God and I want to come back or I've never given my life to Jesus. If that's you, just slip up your hand so we can pray for you this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else? Slip up your hand if you haven't already. 
Father, for those who have slipped up their hand, just ask that they would repeat in their heart or just under their breath, Jesus, I want you the Lord of my life. I'm excited to come back to you. I'm excited to receive you for the first time. Thank you for going to the cross for me, for forgiving me of my past mistakes. By coming to you, Jesus, I'm a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. Jesus, I know I'm not going to be perfect, but this day I'm making a choice to making you the Lord of my life, the most important person in my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for placing me into this church family where I can grow and become more like you, Jesus. So, Father, we just thank you again for this morning. We thank you for those people who have just given their life to Jesus or have made a rededication. God, I just, I pray that we would walk with such confidence in our position in your family. Father, that we would seek hard after you, that we would see your favor in our life. God, we love you, we love you, we love you. Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand and sing this together. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 